Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. It has been a minute for us. Yeah, I almost died. <laughs> so why don't you explain that one? Because all I got were like the small texts and then just periodically me going, hey, you, you still good? Yeah, right? Yeah, uh, so I have muscular dystrophy and that affects my heart quite a bit. So um, I'm on some heart medication and I didn't realize at the time that that was my problem. But um, I was driving home from Murfreesboro, hanging out with Garrett one night, and uh, my chest got really tight and started hurting really bad, and then that caused me to have a panic attack. So everything was awful, and I was dying. <laughs> and I drove over to Trevor's house because he was like the closest to where I was at the time. I was like, Trevor, help. I'm dying. And he was like, you're definitely having a panic attack. Lay down. I'm going to like put this wash rag on your neck. And then I was just not feeling better, so I went to the ER, got out at like 4 a.m. They really couldn't do anything for me because they couldn't figure out what was happening. Mm. Um, but a couple days of that went on. It was a it was a little while of this shit. And uh, I was like, maybe because I had stopped taking my heart medication for a little bit and I started taking it again. I looked up the side effects and it was all the stuff that I was experiencing. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> so now I'm feeling better. Nice. Yeah. For me, for me, medication is that thing where you have to, I feel like you need to take it like a little bit. Mm -hmm. You don't, I like once you start to like live off of it, I feel like that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely recommend like seeing a doctor and be like, Hey, so what's up with this? Yeah. I'm setting up a, uh, a cardiologist appointment to get that shit changed out because I, did a lot of research on this thing and apparently the pill that I'm on is used for severe heart attack victims and it nice. basically kicks your heart into like overdrive so uh yeah not great no yeah no the through the whole time I was like hey dog you alright cause like I for me it was just like oh shit like is he gonna be good? Yeah. Because all, all I get is like a Snapchat of you in the e of you in the <laughs> hospital, be like, "What's up, dude?" I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" That was after they had given me some drugs to calm me down. I was legitimately like, "You can't just Snapchat me in the hospital and be expecting <laughs> to be like, no, what's up, dude? What's good with you? <laughs> just chilling." <laughs> but yeah, everything seems to be going back to normal now, so that's good. So we didn't we didn't put out an episode last week. We could have. I have a couple that I could have recorded, uh, but I didn't because I'm an idiot. Luke forgot that we had two other Kingdom Hearts episodes. I, well, I mean, to be fair, I was more worried about whether or not you were going to live. That's true. Because my brain was like, he went to the hospital for heart problems. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I made sure. I was like, I texted him every day. I was like, hey, you doing all right today? <laughs> Everything good? I would have loved, well, I know it would be physically impossible for me to hear it, but the episode after I died would have been a fucking banger. <laughs> Just like it's just me, just kind of be like, well, "Hey, so this is awkward." <laughs> BJ died last week. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a Lud of a, like a J Slat joke in a Ludwig video. They were doing the roast of Ludwig, and he like he like he said a joke and then paused and said, "Ludwig's dad died horribly of alcohol poisoning or whatever," <laughs> and like everybody starts laughing, and I'm just like, "Jesus Christ." I would, it would have been great if you had, like, kept that news to yourself and then had, like, Matt or Landon or Joey or anyone on just to, like, be the one to reveal it to them and get like, their honest yeah. reaction that I died. Just be like, hey, yeah, by the way, uh, BJ? It's like, yeah, why, why isn't he here? Oh, he's a little sick. We start the recording. It's like, hey, everybody, welcome to the Cyclist Podcast. Uh, BJ's dead. 
<laughs> they'd probably laugh and then you'd be like, it's not funny. He's like, dead. No, he's, he died like last week. Just be like, what? <laughs> now I kind of wish we would have, not you dying, but like we would have done the joke. <laughs> that would have been pretty epic. What a way to go. For real. But uh, yeah, so we're back on track. We're back to the podcasting scene. Um, uh, we've been doing pretty good on our listeners. We're, we're I'd say our past few uh, have been doing pretty well. One of them just did insanely well for us. Yeah, Ken Konaki could body Ash Ketchum blew up for some reason. Yeah, like like for so we've we've been kind of like getting kind of in the lower numbers for the past few, and all of a sudden we released that one and like boom, like with within like six hours, like not so, well within like a couple days, it already been like twenty listeners. Yeah, and I'm just like. Huh? <laughs> I so, don't know if it's coming from the Pokemon fans or the Tokyo Ghoul fans. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm cool with seeing that fight happen. Yeah. No, but uh yeah, we're we're back on it and we finally thankfully got it in before the end of the year technically, so this is our final podcast of the of twenty twenty one. That's what we're in, yeah. Yeah. Years, years are meaningless when nothing is happening and life continually gets worse. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but this will be the end. We're going to pretty much just talk about the year as a whole, whether like of things that we we watched or experienced and just in general, like our games of the year, we're going to we're going to come up. We're actually going to both kind of vote and kind of decide, which is only two of us, not really a vote, but yeah, we're going to come up with with the side quest game of the year. And I already feel like I know what it is, but, you know, we're going to we're going we're gonna to come through with it. But I guess we'll we'll start with the simple BJ. What have you been playing? Uh, well, recently I've been doing a little bit of Halo grinding. Um, I don't have the campaign yet, and I just bought a Series S online. That should be here tomorrow, so I'll be playing a lot more Halo. Um, but I, I've been grinding out the Battle Pass, got the little cat ears and the pink e-girl skin. So that's been what I've mostly been running. Uh, I, got, I get teabagged way more now. Um, yeah. So that's fun. Apparently, there was a full Reddit post of people being like, "No, like, because people like they were like really mad that people bought the cat ears because like we all complained about microtransactions. Why are you buying shit now?" And they made like there was a full like thread of people going like, "I don't care. I'm gonna bully the shit out of people with cat ears in that game." <laughs> and like it was just like Jesus Christ. All right, they can keep bullying me because I keep winning on these people that keep teabagging me because they suck. But um. Yeah, it's it's a great time. I haven't really played with any of my friends yet, but uh, I'm excited to jump into that with you and Matt. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I grinded the hell out of some Fortnite, gained like 20 levels in a day, got the uh, Future Foundation stuff and all the Shanta armor. Uh, this season's really good. All the guns, sliding, Spider-Man web swingers, all that shit's good. That web swinging is fucking so good. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking good, dude. It's amazing. Um like I, the free to play fucking video game was able to do it better than a sixty dollar. God, it's so that's still so funny to me. Yeah, it's a real slap in the face to Square Enix. Well, uh, I mean, hey, they have Guardians, which was pretty good. So that's true. I'm I'm willing to buy that one when the Xbox comes in. Um, I did the little builder bundle thing. Oh yeah. So I got uh that. I didn't get a controller because I already have three others for the Xbox One. And then um, it was like, do you want any of these games? They're discounted right now. And I was like, sure, let me get Diablo 2. So uh, that'll be fun. Um, as far as stuff that I've been watching, I watched the new season of Agretzko. Uh It's good. 
it, it is great, but it this season is not really my favorite. It feels more like a uh, like most of the time in Gretzko, there's like a first half of the season arc, and then like the last half of the season is like this is big shit happening in Gretzko's life. Mm. Um, but it feels like they're rolling this arc into the next season because I think she's gonna go back to like the idol thing, okay. but fully into the metal stuff. Mm. Um, but it's really good. I still love the show. Um, Erica Mendez does great voice work and uh, I recommend everybody watch that I've been watching The Witcher Season 2 and I'm very upset he's spaghetti because my favorite character is no longer with us um, but other than that I'm going to let the audience just ruminate on that for a second That we'll let you decide what that means <laughs> yeah they could be somewhere else or they could be dead um, probably dead. <laughs> Yaskier is even more of a gay bitch this season. I I love, by the way, that like they're slowly but surely hinting that he might be gay, but at the same time, it's like oh, it's it's full on. Like he writes breakup songs about him and Geralt now. Well, no, that's that's what's funny to me is it's it's like it's very cl- like I wonder if Netflix is gonna let it happen where it's like oh he's gay because Geralt is very clearly gonna be with Yennefer. Mm-hmm. It's how the books go. Geralt's. Geralt likes pussy too much, uh, but I wonder. Who can blame him? I, w- I mean, bro, have you seen half the women in Witcher? It's true. Like it to me is gonna be so funny just to be, like if if Yaskier is gay, or I think it would be even they fun. pull a one eighty and he's just like completely straight. That's what I was gonna say. It's like no, it's like it's like some like there's a guy who's like into him and it's like a whole arc and finally it gets to the point where Yaskier is just so clueless to what's going on and finally all, it takes the dude pulling his pants down to him go whoa 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 what are you doing? <laughs> that would be hilarious actually. And then the next season we get a we get a song about <laughs> about like uh, misconceptions and all this and I'm like, God, all right, cool. No, I'd I'd be super down if he was gay. Though. I am not gay. <laughs> well, as funny as you know, if he sings that, there's gonna be a whole Twitter thread going. See, real, realistically, it's him coming to terms with it, but not wanting the world to know with it yet. And like the song "I'm Not Gay" is actually queer coded, <laughs> but. uh... <laughs> He also wears like a Devil May Cry four Dante dude, coat. <laughs> I, dude, no, trust me. All all it took was me seeing one picture on Instagram, and I went, "Oh my gosh, he's my favorite character." Because <laughs> like, yeah, I literally the first thing I saw was I was like, "Hey, yo, this motherfucker Dante." Yeah, but it's the, but can sing. It's really like, it looks exactly like the one from four to me, but it's amazing. Um, Is Geralt and, still in that the same kind of armor set that he was in the first one? Yeah, I feel like his pants might be a little bit tighter, but... That might just be Henry Cavill working out harder. That's true. That didn't have an injury on the set, I think. Maybe? I think he had, like, an injury, like, so where he, he almost... I think it was he... He he didn't, he didn't like, rupture... It wasn't rupture. Like, he full-on tore, like, something in his leg. And so we had to... He, like, it, if it wasn't, like... If he didn't do something correctly, it would have been the end of his stunts. Mm. And but he like had a really good physical trainer, and they like they pretty much let him do his stunts to an extent until it was like he can't do anymore. So he was he wasn't on his feet for more than like so so and so hours a day. Speaking like of that. stunts, um, there's one scene where Geralt fights a bunch of dudes unarmed, where they have swords and everything, and he just goes fucking beast mode. I excuse me. I I'm I'm very excited to like really dig into this season because I love season one and I'm very excited for for this season. 
The season is way more hype than season one. Oh, I so think. It's, okay, cool. How is uh, Vesemir? Vesemir, like I like him. He's good, but I I shot myself in the foot by wanting Ron Perlman to be Vesemir so bad that yeah. now it's like nothing can live up to that expectation. Yeah, but he's good. He's so. good. Because I, I was wondering, because like they gave us that that uh, that Witcher anime to be like, hey, Vesemir's a thing. And then uh, now he's in the season two, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one more thing that I recently watched all the way through is Hawkeye. Have you so seen any I, of that yet? I haven't finished it, but most of it got spoiled for me, so you can go ahead and just full full send. So um, It's great, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yelena is mommy. Um, I Okay, I actually have something to say about Yelena. And this is this is with the, a problem with Marvel. Marvel, I swear to God, you better you better let her be asexual. She's asexual in the comments. I sw- our comics. I swear to God, if you try to like go, well, or Yelena, no, fuck you. Yeah, have her be the really fun snarky because like you can now do a Black Widow movie and have there be or like and do like a movie with her and just straight up not have a romance angle at all. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to have the sexual tension or anything. Just have her be like a fun because she's fun. Yeah, like, she was great. the best part of the Black Widow movie, and when when she's in Hawkeye, she's great. So far, she's been like my favorite character in this recent phase. I yeah. guess you would call it. I think her, and yeah, I would say her and uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi is I think the strongest top tier. Um, I would love to see them interact. I think that would be hilarious. I want to see her and Bucky interact. Oh yeah, that would be really good. I too. think that would be like the best of bros type situation where it's like. Look at these friends. Look at these two people who've killed each other or killed multiple people over and over again in their lives. Look how look how well they get along. I could see a really good like brother sister relationship developing. There. I want to see the buddy cop show like that. Yeah, where Yelena is the Gen Z, you know, TikTok kid, and Bucky's the old man. <laughs> they both love wearing vests. They do. So that's what they can bond over. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I know you really want to talk about Kingpin. So yeah. So this. There's a lot of stuff in these last two episodes of Hawkeye that make me think they're changing things and making things kind of canon, but not really. It's not like the Quicksilver situation where they're just like, haha, you thought, fuck you, his name's Carl Wiener or some shit. But it is, it is Kingpin, undeniably. Vincent D'Onofrio is back. My dad and I were watching that episode and we freaked the fuck out. We had to like pause it and rewind and like zoom in on the cell phone camera picture. Um, That was amazing to see. The only thing that I hate about him is he's apparently a god now. Like he can survive anything. I Well, I guess he technically is. I mean, you played Marvel Spider-Man, right? Right. Yeah, you saw how you could fucking punch him through walls and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know how he does that, but that's the thing. I think in this universe, he probably took some of the super soldier serum that was a big plot point in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's why he's so durable now. Because in Daredevil, he's just like a guy. Um, but the fact that Kate Bishop shows up and in her first fight defeats Kingpin, kind of fucking stupid. Uh, and then yeah. at the very end of the season, they just kind of go, <clears throat> by the way, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never happened. <laughs> really? Yeah, the um, the watch that they talk about the whole season, the Rolex, uh, Hawkeye gets it back. It belongs to his wife, Mockingbird, as we find out. Uh, but the number on the watch 
corresponds to agent numbers and that agent is a different person in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's like, okay, Daredevil's fine, but not this one. I am very excited to hear what you had to think of No Way Home. I still need to see it. I watched uh, Venom with my whole family, and my sister and dad freaked out at that end scene. It's a good movie. Yeah, no. Uh, but no, you, you definitely need to watch No Way Home if you liked Hawkeye, and, and especially if you like Loki and WandaVision, because like, that's the first movie where they went, yeah, ha, ha. I, uh, we're doing shit and I, like I kind of knew something was coming makes me because... excited for, for Multiverse of Madness because like that's full on just the sequel to WandaVision and then also like did you see the trailer for that one yet? I didn't know there was a trailer for that yet that was the post credit scene like for Spider-Man was the oh. trailer pretty much and then they put it on YouTube like a couple days later the, 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 the trailer ends with evil Doctor Strange Ooh. And I'm wondering if it's what if Doctor Strange. I hope so. I hope so because that makes what if way more canon. Mm-hmm. And I hope that means that we're going to get Peggy fucking Carter as that would a be super incredible. soldier. Because God dang it, I want to see that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I, I knew something was up before I watched the second to last episode of... Hawkeye because I logged into Netflix and the first like big banner that showed up was Daredevil and I was like hmm why is this trending (laughs) and it was like watch it again Daredevil Uh, things you might like Daredevil (laughs) Defenders so uh, I'm cool if they bring Daredevil back fully and if they bring Punisher back and Luke Cage Jessica Jones I want Power Man and Iron Fists. I was gonna say Iron Fist can stay where he is. Honestly, I it season two is really good of Iron Fist, but you have to get through season one. The my favorite thing that they ever did with him was the episode where he was in Luke Cage, and they just did Power Man and Iron Fist for an episode. That was the best shit of all time. Yeah, and I just want to see a Disney Plus show of that. To me, Iron Fist is the best like like side character. Like he's very much made for duos and team ups. Yeah, and Daredevil can run his own. I think Jessica Jones can run her own. I I like Luke Cage, but I don't think he can run his own realistically, and neither can Iron Fist. Yeah, um, Punisher can run his own because you can literally just just be like, this is the gritty, like, awful version of the MCU. I've heard um, <clears throat> this has been in talks for years, but I keep hearing rumors about Punisher being the villain in Armor Wars, and I think that would be the sickest shit of all time. Well, that'd be a really interesting way of doing it, right? So, like, to me, that's yeah, like that's the best shit, like. Mm-hmm. We also are we getting Ruby Williams' Ironheart too, or is that coming through with Iron Wars? I think that is happening after uh, Armor Wars. Armor Wars, sorry. Um, I think that's probably going to be like a setup for Riri. Yeah, I'm still waiting for bro. Gabriel Luna needs to bring his Ghost Rider back. Yeah, well, it's the best thing in Agents of Shield. He's got to hope to be recast now because they just said Agents of Shield not canon. Well, hey, they said it's not canon, but they can still go. Hey, but he was good. Bring That's him in. That's true. Because I'm gonna be real, bro. Robbie Reyes's Ghost Rider was the best part of that whole fucking show. Because like, I'm gonna be real. I didn't watch Agents of Shield after the first season. Mm-hmm. And then season four said a Ghost Rider. I went, okay, I'm watching again. Yeah. But I didn't watch season two or three. I just started watching it four, and I loved the Ghost Rider scenes. It was great. I I still really want um what's his name uh Norman Reedus yes as, I, I, he could be a really good Johnny Blaze that's that's what I'm thinking they should do 
have him be Johnny Blaze for a bit and then transition to Robbie Reyes. That would be great. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been up to. What have you been watching and playing and doing? Uh, since we last talked, it's more Halo. I'm almost done with the Halo's campaign, but I, I've gotten to a, a snag where I keep fucking dying because these brute captain motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at FPSs. So, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, throw grenades, get my, you know, boost out, and then I'm just like, fuck. So I said, whatever, I don't care. Um, I, I put it on hold, and I started watching just, like, random Netflix shows, like, just one episode of things, but like, eh, whatever. Uh, got hype because the new Bleach anime got announced. That trailer gave me chills. Dude, I got hype as shit, and I'm like, okay, this is... So I started rewatching Bleach again. So I, I picked up where I had left off the last time, which was like right before the Soul or right before the Ronka arc. Mm. So now I'm like mid that. I'm almost to the Grinja fight. Nice. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna put this on hold again because like I, I don't want to burn myself out of Bleach. So I'm putting it on hold a little bit. And then I'm gonna. I started. Uh, I said, all right, I want to play a long video game. I want something that's gonna take my time. So I picked up Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's very good. It is definitely, in my opinion, the worst of the trilogy. Of mm-hmm. RPG games, the it, it's it's sad too because like it's Origins is the best one, Odyssey is a little worse, but for different different reasons, it's still a fun game to play. Valhalla is trying to be an old school Assassin's Creed game and Odyssey at the same time, mm. and it fucks it up because for one, your skill points don't matter. Uh, you can put them in whatever section you want, or you can just hit hit the let fate decide for me, and you won't <laughs> s- feel a difference. Damn. Yeah, so by the end of the game, every every per- player will have all the same abilities and skills. So it's like, okay, your difference is just like your little like, I guess skill like actual skills that you use in battle mm-hmm. is oh I can I use poison arrows instead of fire or I can do this Valkyrie leap versus whatever. But uh, that's kind of upsetting. Everything else is fun, like raiding, like the Viking part is really fun. Going to like East Anglia, Wessex, London, and all these places in like. Forging alliances, killing, like, you know, doing wars almost. Like, just assaults on giant castles. Like, there's a lot. And it's actually pretty cool. The The story so far is really interesting. Um, I'm at the point now where your your blood brother Sigurd uh, is now claiming that he is a god. Because I guess he figured something out. And you're like, okay. Hmm. So you're like, got it. I'm going to go over here then <laughs> so he got and he got captured so now i think that's like the midpoint of like okay you gotta now like there's gonna be more story shit and i just did the the asgard mission which is where you take a bunch of drugs and hallucinate that you're odin in asgard oh uh and so it, it's actually really fucking pretty like their their, their version of asgard is really cool and it's cool because they have the bifrost bridge oh and it's like and then there's like the jotunheim blue giants are coming through and i'm like this is kind of sick that's dope but uh it, yeah it, it's very I, know, I really like it apparently though you can find uh like all of the the gods weapons it's like thor's hammer freya's axe and things like that uh not like a cool way they're just kind of sitting there <laughs> So that's kind of annoying. Damn. But um, I like that they're they're so in, in Odyssey they they made a point to talk about how the Isu like the precursor race uh, are what people thought of when they thought of their gods. So like Loki is an Isu, mm. Thor is an Isu, like all that kind of stuff. And um, this this game is dealing with reincarnated versions of these people, 
and so I'm, I'm very I haven't gotten to the point yet where if I I think I figured out who each person is like I know I like after playing the Asgard one it's like very clear because the voice actors are the same yeah but it's like I'm not I'm I'm waiting for them to be like haha psych but we'll see um I don't know. It's it's pretty fun so far. I mean, gameplay is the same as Odyssey. You're hacking, slashing, and dodging. This time you have a uh, stamina meter. Um, so it's you know, it is what it is. But it's it's fun. It's definitely if you if you want a good time waster, I definitely recommend it. It's it's and it's a game you can kind of pick up and put down because mm-hmm. the the game is in arcs. So each storyline, it's not like a concise one line storyline. You can like play each arc. I like that. And so you can go like, oh, I played the East Anglia arc. I'm gonna you know go to bed now. Whereas you'll play a lot of games, you're like, well, where's a good stopping point? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get to a point where it's like, boo, the twist was revealed. You're like, well, I can't stop now. Yeah. This one does a good job of, like, here's the arc has ended. So far, the only arcs, though, like, some of them do have, like, oh, no, like, endings. And that they'll lead into another arc that will happen later. But, like, so far, I think it's good. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good game. Nice. And uh, I've been watching The Last Kingdom, which is uh, the show very similar to based on Vikings. Um, and I, I talked to this about BJ before the podcast we're waiting for my computer update but like yo, people in medieval timelines were horny as hell yeah like every like fantasy show that I've seen has like this kind of horniness that I've never seen <laughs> where it's just like bro can y'all not like just keep it in your pants dog like these are like it's different like cause you know like in shows nowadays like they'll have a couple characters for like you know they'll go around and having sex whatever the, it's bro this like the king of of wessex is all fucking some tavern wench because he's like really horny yeah. the king's son is off like there's literally a scene where he wakes up in in the pile of hay gets out and the girl's sitting there by a trough wiping her vagina because <laughs> and, he, and he just goes thanks for the time and then walks away <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck damn and then yeah then like our boy uthred is like him and his girl just are sitting there under the campfire and he just goes let's hump <laughs> and they go it's like within a second you just buh, buh, buh. and I'm like alright cool damn <clears throat> so yeah and then obviously if you've seen Game of Thrones that's like tenfold yeah but uh yeah it's it's so funny to me it's a good show though like I actually really like it it's it's uh it's like a historically based show about uh like how the Vikings or the Danes, I guess, took over like most of England, mm-hmm. and then this one is talking about like King Alfred, and uh, it's it's pretty good. It's gonna get one more season, so it'll have five total seasons. Each season, I think, is like eight episodes, some ten. So honestly, solid show. Definitely recommend it. Nice. But uh, that's pretty much it. I played Fortnite with you that one time, and then I haven't played again, and yeah. just played more Halo really. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, but. We we have we've been playing a lot this year though, I think. Yeah, there, there's a lot that we can talk about because this is the end of the year podcast. Um, how do you want to do this? So, um, you want to start naming off games or? I am gonna specifically go through my Nintendo year in review thing really quick because that is primarily where everything is. Yeah, and then there's like four games on other stuff that I've played. Yeah. So let's see here. 2021 year in review. Check out all the fun you had. I played 55 games this year. Last year it was 76. So I'm down a bit. 678 hours. 
So that's five more hours than last year. Less games, but more time played. Exactly. My most played this game... My... The fuck. My, <laughs> my most played game this year on Switch. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep. Uh, for 168 hours. Because it's a constant grind. Yeah. Um, next up, we have, surprisingly, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for 75 hours. Which is a little surprising to me to read. Um, and then third on the list is Subnautica for 49 hours. I had a fantastic time with that game, but the Switch port is not good. <laughs> Play it on anything but Switch. Got it. Most of that 49 hours is me trying to retread and undo things that happen to me in glitches. Um, let's see here. My most active day was Monday, January 11th. Um, and I remember this day very specifically because I woke up played Hades, and then went back to bed <laughs> for 15 hours. Um, and it was one of the best days I had this year. I It's it's not a game that came out this year, but it's a game that I'll mention because like, I got to vicariously live it again through you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. Because yeah, Hades is fucking great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a contender for game of the year for me, for sure. Even though I know it didn't come out this year. Um, 4,955 gold points earned this year. Uh, For reference, a full price game will give you 60 of those. So I'm a fiend. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all it gives me. I don't really have those stats, I guess. I don't think Xbox or PlayStation did one of those, but... Of this year, I think definitely the most memorable game for me has been probably Metroid Dread. Yeah. Because when I I went into this game fully expecting to hate it. And even though I'm not finished with it, I'm further now than I was before, but it's still just like what a game. Yeah, it like it's it, really incredible. I, I I I've said it before on this podcast, but I fucking hate like the Metroidvania style games. I don't like them. They're not as fun. I don't have I'm like, eh, whatever. This game was like, no, we'll show you what a Metroidvania game is. I'm like, oh shit, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually played a bit of Fusion, and I can now, I'm now starting to kind of understand the genre more. And I'm like, okay, now I want to go back and play Bloodstained, <clears throat> um, and like try that game out because that was one of the reasons why I didn't play it. I started it and was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, but I have both Curse of the Moon one and two, and then. Or is it Curse of the Moon was the the smaller like yeah 16? Curse okay. of the Moon is more of the like NES Castlevania okay. style. I have both of those. I never played two. I played a lot of one and just kind of played it just because I was like, eh, I need something to play. I beat one in, like but, a sitting. Yeah. And I still haven't gone back to play two yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back cause, and then play the actual game because apparently it's pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll check it out see how it is. I know they put the main character in one of the Kingdoms games. I think it was New Lands. Mm-hmm. So I need to play those too. But um. Yeah, I think Metroid... Guardians of the Galaxy surprised me this year because I was fully expecting some shit. And I got it and was like, this narrative is really good. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm definitely buying that one for the new Xbox. That was one that I was like, absolutely, hell yeah. Honest to God, great game. Uh, I know we clowned on it, but I did like Deathloop. I thought yeah. it was like actually a pretty good game. And, and then Cole's voice actor nails it. Where I'm like, this is great. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's arcane doing arcane shit. Which is what I want from that studio. I want them to be. I want them to do some stupid ass, 
weird fucking because Dishonored's great because of like the different abilities and stuff you can use and then Arc Deathloop is opposite of Dishonored where you can play stealth mm -hmm. but they really want you to be like nah fuck you action yeah I uh as far as other consoles go I played a bit of Far Cry 6 and I was pretty disappointed because it was like Far Cry 5 without the heart um it's like Far Cry 3 without the heart yeah, I mean, tonally, it is more like Far Cry 3 without the heart. But gameplay-wise, it's just copy and paste 5 without the fun weapons, like the shovel. I, uh, I'm going to play because I just realized it because it, it showed up in my like download list, but Far Cry 3's Blood Dragon uh, upgraded edition came out, and I was like, oh. I didn't realize I owned that on Xbox, but it's you, in my yeah, library. It, did you buy Far Cry 6 on Xbox? No, I think I bought... Um, I think I bought the three remaster. Maybe there was like a bundle there. I don't know. So the blood dragon just kind of happens if you have six. Mm -hmm. It's in the season pass. So if you bought the season pass for six, it was a part of it. Which I bought it to do the villain thing because I want to play as boss again. The boss one is out. Okay. I, I didn't realize that, but uh, Bree's really itching to play that. I'm going to probably now actually reinstall six. <laughs> no, I, but I, I downloaded blood dragon because blood dragon is just kind of goofy, fun, sci-fi, cyberpunk-esque, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I want to play this. So that'll probably be the next thing I play uh, after that. But yeah, Far Cry 6 was kind of a... It came out with like a lot of hype, and then just kind of no one talked about it once it came out. And mm -hmm. I think it's just because, yeah, the game is pretty meh. Yeah. Like, John Carlos Esposito did a great job with what he was doing. He's still a great villain, but like it's just like... Yeah, I don't really care. It... I'm kind of sick of this Ubisoft thing where you can kind of pick your protagonist. Yeah. Like, just I understand Far Cry 6 is very much female Danny's game. But, like, don't give me the option. Because, like, as much as I would I would like... I Nine times out of ten, I'm going to pick the guy. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, I'm a guy. But, and then, like... And then, it... it I don't know, like, it's it sucks, too, because, like, that's my gut response. Is, like, you give me the option, I'm going to pick a guy. Mm -hmm. I, but I, I for this one, I, I did, and I, I switched it, like, later. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to play as a girl. And I played it, and, like, yeah, it's still... Either way, I mean, they're the same person, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, I'm kind of sick of this. Like, Ubisoft, just, like, give me the give me a protagonist and stick with it. Like, I, not every game has to have, like, a pick-your-own-character yeah. narrative, I guess. I think that can really hurt things especially for a studio like that. Well, like it's it's kind of hurting them in Assassin's Creed now cuz so they they have a crossover with Valhalla and Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And in the Odyssey mission, you can pick whatever your protagonist was for that game, you can play. But then when you do the Valhalla mission, Cassandra's the one who shows up cuz she's the canon protagonist. Alexios mm -hmm. won't show up. And so it's kind of this thing where it's like, yeah, fuck you if you picked Alexios. And I I get it. I get why they're doing it. They have to have a canon protagonist, but like Come on, yeah. Like it, it's it's it kind of sucks, and I I'm waiting for I guess like I'm waiting for the shooter drop. I think them adding NFTs in their fucking games is gonna be the the one. Yeah, I don't know if you saw a lot of Ubisoft devs are leaving. Yeah, they call it the uh, mass exodus the mass or exodus. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that affects that that uh, that company. But I I truly think Ubisoft's kind of done. I, 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 well, and no game company's ever done, but like, 
I don't know. I think what they, to me, what they need to do is make an Assassin's Creed One remaster, and like keep it the same. Don't try to change it into the RPG style gameplay, but like. I would want them to keep it the same gameplay, but add some side quests because it gets really boring after a while. Or just variety. Yeah. Or, or like, here's the thing. Like, let me have those as, like, options. And if I want to do them, I can. Like, don't make them about going to find my target. Like, have it to where, oh, you know where your target is. You have to find them yourself. But then here's these side quests that will help you if you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Because, trust me, I would beeline the shit out of that game. Like, towards the end of it, I did the bare minimum of quests and refused to do some of them. Like, I'm like, I'm not I'm not helping your bitch ass out with, with collecting your flags again. You can eat a dick. Yeah. He's like, I lost these flags. I'm like, fuck off. I'll, I'll go steal something from somebody and I'll assassinate a guy or, like, whatever. But I'm not, I'm not catching these flags again. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, I'm... Um, yeah, it is what it is. I, I The game is fine, like... I like Assassin's Creed 1, but it definitely, I feel like, it needs a new coat of paint. Um, so I wonder, I feel like if they did that, they'd get a lot of love. Because especially how well remakes are doing. And then they just announced the Splinter Cell remake. That's true. So who knows? I mean, yeah, I they're definitely, though, not the worst company this year, though. That is yeah. strictly Activision. Yeah, 100%. They, uh, oh, boy. They are just digging that hole so much deeper. Um... I that's something that we've been watching since last year happened and unfold. Yeah. Like Ubisoft had their problems too, but it's just been like Activision is just fucking horrible. Yeah. Like Ubisoft has sexual misconduct, which is bad. But like nobody died working at Ubisoft. Yeah. So it's like no, they're both shit, but like I think the focus needs to be on Activision right now because people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And apparently lives were threatened. So, like, it that to me is the thing. Like, yes, we need to do something about sexual misconduct in the gaming industry, absolutely. But I feel like the threat of violence and ending of lives need to be taken care of first. Because that coincides with the sexual harassment charges, because there's a lot of that with Activision. Mm-hmm. And it it's bad, dude. It's, it's definitely made me, like, go, uh... To, like, playing Overwatch again, or... Yeah. Like... I want to get Diablo 2, but part of me is kind of going... Yeah. I mean, at least it was made by a remake studio and not Blizzard themselves, but also... Ugh. That is that is one thing that I'm telling myself to make it feel okay, and then the fact that I got it on such a deep sale... It's probably not going like, to give them much money anyway. Exactly. They're not making profit off of this, yeah. so break even I guess but it that's, still that's, sucks that's been my thing with Ubisoft games because it's what I did for Valhalla well Valhalla I bought day one but like when I bought Odyssey I waited a couple days mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm glad I did because those games have EXP boosters mm. and so I got I got Odyssey on sale and then just used money to buy the EXP boosters and then I still had the game cheaper than people who bought it day one damn so it's not the way you should do it. Like I, I definitely don't think they should be in there. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna put them in there, I'm just not buying your game day one. I'll wait for a sale. Speaking of EXP boosters and stuff like that, I need to go to the grocery store and buy some Halo shit to get some EXP <laughs> boosters. But um, I saw a TikTok where this girl was like, if you buy a bag of these gummy worms, you get a month of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And she was like, I just bought twelve bags of gummy worms. <laughs> 
and it costs way less than a year of Game Pass. I might just go buy some gummy worms. What the fuck? Exactly. And you get the physical benefit of eating gummy worms. <laughs> so you get you get snacks to play your Game Pass games with. That's yeah. so funny to me. No, I need to do something like that because if I do, I'll I'll be able to like actually like because I need to, I think I need to cancel my subscription, mm-hmm. let it run out, and then just do these like month things and things like that. Yeah, but at the same time, I also play too many Game Pass games. That's true. Like the amount of times I've booted up Skyrim again just for the fun of it, which that's yeah. another thing I played this year. I actually tapped into the obliv- uh, the anniversary edition. How is it like a noticeable difference? Yeah. There's nice. actually a lot of added content. For one, fishing. So like you actually go fishing, and I think it comes with uh, the survival mode, prepackaged in, and like camping. Which mm. that's that is that is a whole another beast, by the way. Because you're playing this game, and all of a sudden now you don't regenerate health at all. Um, you have to wear the appropriate armor for the weather conditions. So if it's cold, you have to wear fur. If it's, like, really hot, you cannot wear the fur. Hmm. Even if it's the better armor, you actually have to switch out armor sets. Um, I think your stamina drains quicker. You have to eat. So you have a hunger meter now, too. You have to drink. Like, it's it's insane how much content. Like, And granted, these are, like, paid mods, technically, uh, for their creation club. Mm-hmm. But they're now bundled into the game just off-rip. I would love so. to see them come out with, like, a Fallout New Vegas anniversary with mods and shit like that built in the thing it, what's what's great about it is i was all for buying it because of the fact that i have skyrim on the switch mm-hmm. which is actually my preferred place to play vanilla skyrim because of the joy cons have you played skyrim on there no but i know they have the motion controls not that oh so when you lock pick the the controller rumbles Ooh. and when you find the right one it rumbles harder that's cool so Playing Skyrim on the Switch, I've never broken a lockpick. I'm 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 unlocking like master level locks because I'm I'm waiting for that just one. Oh, that's the right one. Got it. And dude, it's it makes the lock picking so much easier. Nice. But you're gonna level that up even faster now because you're you're lock picking. Like I've picked up weapons I shouldn't be able to have this early in the game because it's it's locked behind a master lock, and I go, no, I got it. <laughs> so I, I think I had like. I had an elven sword, or no, a glass, like the glass, like the green one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is sick. So I'm just running around with that way earlier than I should have, and like I found, I was able to found like, like what, because once you hit a certain level, it's when you'll be, you'll be able to find those in the wild, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was at a level where you can start finding them, but that was where I found them first. Was that it was in a, a a case that I'm like, I'll take it. Nice. So yeah, I. See, anniversary edition is pretty good. It's it's still just like you know, nearly Skyrim again, but yeah. um, I'm kind of cool with you know stuff like that. Speaking of re-releases like that, um, one game that I definitely want to bring up is Near Replicant. Uh, when that came out, I was like, okay, well it's a PS3 game. Don't get your hopes up. But like this is one of the best remasters I've ever seen, and in some ways it feels even more polished than like Automata. It's actually really solid. Um, I honestly forgot that game came out. Yeah. it was so early. I think it was like January, right? Or was it March? It was, yeah, I think it was around March. But um, I remember picking it up and, oh shit, I own Judgment now. I picked it up and I bought Judgment at the same time because it was like the same day that the PS5 You still haven't played Judgment, have you? No. You need to play it. I haven't played most of my PS5 games. I have that. 
Demon Souls, um, and I just keep going back for PS4 games. <laughs> but uh, like, I recommend Near to anyone that has like, if you get emotionally attached to video games, Near will make you feel something, and that's pretty much any of the entries in that series. So that one definitely a standout from this year. Yeah, I I liked it. I I thought it was definitely a good like. And it definitely was fun to play that and then go back to Automata mm-hmm. and kind of see the differences. Um, another game that came out, like you said, Judgment, Lost Judgment came out this year. It did. Uh, it was a really solid follow-up to Judgment and then a definitely kind of a, you know, them showing that, like, hey, we're going to do the action combat still. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about Yakuza going turn-based. We're still going to do action games. And it may not be with Judgment because of the stupid actor bullshit yeah. and the, you know, company that's behind him. But... It showed you that they're like, don't worry, we like action still. And mm-hmm. it was such a good game. The school stories are great. The final, like the, the story of Lost Judgment, no spoilers, because like, these are mystery games. They're great. Like I fully recommend them, and I think anybody who plays them will love them. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so... And it's on the Dragon Engine, which ragdoll physics are fucking great. Yeah. You knock a guy out, they're going to fly. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That was a good one. Demon Slayer, the game, came out. Too. Uh, that I was still a, need to play that one it's, again. It's Ninja Storm Five. Yeah, but this time without Naruto. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'm just kind of going through the list. Oh, dude, it's one that definitely got snubbed by everybody. But Hitman Three. I feel like that, that always happens to came, Hitman. Well, Hitman Three came out in January, like third, like beginning of the year. It's fucking great. Like if you want, if you want a good stealth game that like actually incorporates proper stealth. Mm-hmm. I recommend Hitman 3. The levels are varied and really good, and there's multiple ways to take down your targets. It's so good. Like, fully recommend playing Hitman 3. That That's such a good game. Hell yeah. I'm trying to think. Resident Evil 8, obviously. That's a good one. Yeah. That was, that's All these early year games I keep forgetting are actually from this year. Yeah. Well, the only reason I know about Resident Evil 8 is because we saw, uh, saw the Mar- Margaret... I think her name, Margot, whatever her name is. Oh, at the Game Awards? Yeah, we saw her win the Game Awards, and I'm like, okay, that was from this year. Yeah. Um, I I mean, not really this year, but I finished Cyberpunk this year. Yeah, I, I believe I also finished it this year. I don't think it was early or late last year, but either way, like, we were talking about this before the podcast. I just want to see what they can do with that world now, and hopefully when the next-gen upgrade hits, it'll be you know what they said it would be but i think the bones of that game are pretty solid yeah like it actually has something to stand on it's a story it's the characters absolutely and then it's a pretty competent like rpg like when it when it comes like stat builds and things like that but like yeah it it definitely needs an overhaul i'm I'm hoping the next gen upgrade comes with an overhaul and then what because they've said that like dlc will be free but expansions are gonna be paid for Mm mm-hmm so I wonder, like, what that means. Like, will we get miss- a couple of missions for free? Obviously, we'll get cosmetics and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's the it's the DLC, like the expansions that I'm excited for. Because what does that mean? Like, are they gonna pull like where the expansion happens? Like, are we gonna get a post ending expansion yeah. that goes based on your ending, or are we gonna have just like they all happen, you know, during the game? So like, oh yeah, this all happened before you had to go meet Hanako at Embers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. So we'll see. I I want I want to get like a full prequel DLC of Johnny. That would be amazing. Like 
where it's like it's very small but like good enough where it's like we're gonna get Johnny Silverhand yes and see the legends have a lot of more first person concerts that'd be awesome um, I want to see more of that. Cyberpunk again, it's it's great, but it's it's it it lacks. Yeah. But um, I think this. Oh, there's another thing that I did this year. Uh, we can probably talk about more, not just gaming stuff, but I, I rewatched Teen Wolf this year, which is, yeah, it's it's weird to think because they they're now announcing the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what a weird show. <laughs> yeah, like, I've talked about it before, and like it phenomenal season three on both fronts season one and two are pretty all right season four is pretty good five is all right and then six is awful but like of those teen drama shows that i have watched your 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 friend will kill me if i say this but it's definitely better than vampire diaries (laughs) um but yeah ariel's gonna kill me for that one yeah uh i mean you're right but (laughs) She's definitely going to be upsetty. Upsetty spaghetti, but I'm not taking it back. Um, but, like, I was thinking of that, and I'm, like, thinking of all the other shows I've watched this year. Like, I haven't watched a lot, but I went through... I mean, I watched Mugen Train this year. Like, I fully went through that whole, you know, storyline. and That was a great theater experience. Phenomenal theater experience. I saw No Way Home. So honestly, like I know we we joke about this year sucks and you know life is meaningless, but like I actually had fun this year. Yeah, a lot there, of like really cool moments. There were some good moments. Um, hanging out with Matt every Tuesday—that's the thing that we started this year. That's been fantastic. Something to look forward to every week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Case in point, Matt's friendship. Yeah, like during this podcast recording, him being on the podcast mm-hmm. multiple times has been just great. Yeah. He uh, he's definitely a more positive guy than both of us. But yeah, we're, I we're think we need that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see myself kind of thinking more positively after hanging out with him more often. Because it's like usually I'll just be like, "Man, this sucks." Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my computer is like having a meltdown. I don't yeah, know if you can we, hear it. We updated GarageBand and now it's being all fucky wucky. And I updated the whole computer. Oh, so yeah, it you can't hear it, but. The the line will stop and then it'll chug my, forward. My like three fan seconds. is going hard on that. That's computer. what that is. That's the fan. I thought that was the air conditioner or something. No, like I can't tell. Like I don't. It doesn't feel overheating. Yeah, this might be the last podcast for a while, guys. My computer <laughs> might fuck up. This is the this is the Apple update where they're like, all right, time to buy a new computer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah. I probably should have let it like rest realistically, like and just kind of been like, "All right, cool." I'm gonna like make sure it's completely up to date after this recording, and then be good. But like, yeah, it's it's kind of all right. We seem to we're we're fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> I saw the uh, the My Hero movie in theaters this year. I still wanted to see that. I didn't get to see that one. It was pretty good. It uh, it's not as like heavy on the like one for all all for one lore um but it's a nice little like side story and they did some interesting stuff with it and the uh the little character book they gave out at the theater with all the art and interviews and everything i thought that was great um it always sucks every year because relationships and friendships change people grow apart uh i feel like that's been happening a lot recently um but you know what are you gonna do about that yeah, I mean, thankfully for me, I've been able to kind of 
come up with more stable. So, like, I case in point, granted, we started the podcast, I think, what was it, like, 20... It was... Into 2020, right? A year from November ago. Yeah, so we, we've pretty much mainly been podcasting all of 2021, so, like... I think us doing this was great because, like, we, we've been friends for a while, but this was kind of a good way of us, like, we're, we now have a reason to keep in contact that's not going to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. We always hang out with Matt every Tuesday. So, like, I've been, I've kind of solidified friendships this year where yeah. I feel like it's been a good a good year for me in that front where I've actually have healthy friendships and not just, like, work friends who then, once they quit, I never talk to again. Yeah. So. I've definitely had a couple of those. But, um... Yeah, it's just it's it's another year, you know. We're we're going through it. We're we do what we need to do, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna. I say we're gonna kill it. This this podcast is gonna blow up in twenty twenty two. Mark my words. <laughs> um, now whether that's blow up with success or somebody nukes my house, I don't know yet. We just need to release an episode about uh, Ken Konaki and Ash Ketchum every so one often. One more yeah, time, yeah, we'll be good. This time it's Ash Ketchum can body Ken Kaneki. <laughs> and it's just talking about... No, that, that's what it's going to be. Is we're going to talk about the video, video games. So yeah, Pokemon's had better video games. Yeah, I mean, facts. Yeah. That that call to our exist game, I I had to put down. Like I was saying like it's pretty interesting at front. And just you keep playing. You're like, yeah, this is bad. This is a PS2 game. Damn. Like it really feels like a PS2 game. That's sad. Yeah, it, it really is. That's that's one thing I need to talk about for this year is Tokyo Ghoul coming into my life. Uh, You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, thanks for that. I watched season one a while ago, and after that I just couldn't get into it. And then I was like, well, maybe the manga. So I read through all of that. It was amazing. I got a Tokyo Ghoul wallet for Christmas. It's protecting all my cards right now. Luke got me this wonderful Tokyo Ghoul illustrations book, which I have actually had my eye on for a while. It's the RE illustrations, so I think if you want to get the regular one, I don't know if that one's available as much, but yeah, I saw it immediately. I was like, I know what I'm getting BJ for Christmas. Yeah, it it's a fantastic gift, and it's gonna it's basically just a book of profile pictures for the next thirty years. Yeah, you'll be set for life. But yeah, that. Reading that series was a really great part of this year, and it really made me think and feel. And I'm very glad that I sat down and got through it. That was Chainsaw Man for me. God dang it, that that manga is so good. I that one's next. I I haven't like really liked a manga. Like I like Bleach, but I like watching Bleach more than reading it. Mm-hmm. Except for the fucking filler, I can skip that. But like, there are times where I'm like. Uh, like nothing like usually a manga I can kind of hit like 20 chapters and I'm kind of like bored again mm-hmm. Chainsaw Man I was like no 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 I gotta keep going because the pacing is so good every time I'm like next chapter let's go alright what happens next let's go keep it going keep it going keep it going that's me with du- uh, Duran Duraron or whatever oh the, yeah because that, that so far is, is keeping the pace also the art style is great um, the, uh, the most recent chapter I was where she was like testing him that oh, yeah. was great uh, no, but the art style, I don't know if you know this, it kind of gives off some Scott Pilgrim vibes. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely noticed that yeah. with like the chunkier characters and like the, the the way they draw the eyes. And the hands especially. Yeah. The hands get me where I'm like, that's just Scott Pilgrim. But uh, it's really good. But Chainsaw Man was, was definitely like one of the best things I've read this year. And it, it pops off, dude. Like That anime is going to blow the fuck up. If they can keep it to what it's supposed to be. Because that's the thing is I'm one because they they nailed it with Jujutsu Kaisen, 
someone i'm wondering though what they're gonna do are they gonna do like a season one because a lot of the stuff they show is like late anime stuff mm-hmm. so i'm hoping they don't sit there and say here's 12 episodes of 97 uh chapters and instead they go here's the jojo treatment you're gonna get like 30 episodes to finish your shit yeah because like or or like like how full metal alchemist does it where it's like there technically isn't like seasons of the show it just kind of went because like when you when you buy like if you were to buy like the blu-rays and stuff it's not like a blu-ray and like here's season one it's it's just part one here's the first 30 episodes part two here's next 30 right so i'm kind of hoping they pull like something like that where it's here we're gonna actually like give you the 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 thing because chancellor man part two the manga is gonna come out next year as well which is gonna be this the next arc which is he's in high school yeah so I'm, I I love that we we went through so much by the way, before he gets to the high school arc, <laughs> and I'm like Jesus Christ. I do have one thing I want to mention about Chainsaw Man. Uh, they released the trailer, the teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, for My Hero Season Six, and they, they edited, fucked it up. They fucked, they it, fucked up. it up. It's not Chainsaw Man anymore. And I'm <laughs> it's, pissed. It's like Shovel Dude or whatever. It, I mean, he has like it looks kind of like a chainsaw. It's a, it's like a buzzsaw. Like, or it's, it's not chain. It's like low. It's literally like, it's like goodwill cosplay chainsaw man. And I was like legitimately upset. Cause I saw, I saw that on Twitter and I was like, come on, man. For the three shots that they put in that trailer. I feel like they put that one in to just be like chainsaw man, not going to be in it. <laughs> that sucks. I I'm, I'm hyped though. Cause Mappa has been killing it. I love Jujutsu Kaisen and I'm so excited. That's another one. I watched that this year probably one of my favorite anime of like the past few years honestly it's so good and the way the way they write their characters like yuji itador is a great protagonist um the two other protagonists like the 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 quote-unquote sasuke and sakura of this shonen mm-hmm. are way better written than both sasuke and sakura i i cannot remember her name because like i'm not good with japanese names but uh the main girl of the show is like actually really fucking cool. So she's like super girly and like loves shopping and is like, like kind of like a basic white bitch. Mm-hmm. But then it's time for her to fight and she fucking fights, dude. There's a moment where uh, this this uh, this spirit's cursed like technique is that he lays tattoos on the other person's body, and the and they will hurt them. That's and cool. so what she does because it's part of his body, she stabs herself with these nails that she imbues curse energy on and it hurts him. And so she's sitting with nails sticking out of her arms. She's like, no, I'm going to beat you. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude, she's a badass. Damn. It's so sick. Like Jujutsu Kaisen's great. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's actually really solid. And Mappa's going to be doing that as well as Chainsaw Man. I wonder like how that's going to go too. Cause those animators are going to be fucking dead by the time these, both of these shows are done. That's true. We'll see how that goes. But, um, did you? This is completely off topic That's and fine. not really related to anything. I guess it was a news story this year, but uh, did you see the New York Times centerfold berserk ad? No, I did not. It's basically just if you. I can't remember the date, but if you buy a copy of the New York Times from this day and you just open it up, it's basically just like a black and white guts poster from the length of one page to the other on this newspaper, and it's sick. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck it's there, but hey, sick. Apparently they're doing a new ad campaign worldwide for volume 41. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if this is real or not. I I don't know. I just saw it on Twitter, but uh, I saw a thing where it said Oda was making the next chapter Berserk. And I'm like, 
how is that going to work? Yeah, I doubt that. But if he is, I mean... Just finish One Piece first, you motherfucker. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on, before you do anything else. Like, finish... One, like, we're, we're literally at a thousand episodes and even more than a thousand chapters. Yeah. It's getting ridiculous. We're almost to a hundred volumes. I... Look at my shelf over there. The idea of a hundred fucking books is nightmarish to me. Insanity. Like... God, like, Bleach is at, like, 70-something, so I can't be too, like, uh, about it. But, like, I'd still rather have, like, 70 is still more manageable than fucking 100. Yeah, and the nice thing about, uh, well, I guess they're doing it now with One Piece, but with Bleach Every, there's all and the Naruto, three in ones. there's the three-in-ones, which I also started getting for Christmas, the, uh, the first two Shaman King three-in-ones. Nice. Very excited to get into those. I almost bought you that one time, like, for, what was it, your birthday? I think that was gonna be my birthday present to you, but I could mm. never, I was like, does he like Shaman King? And I just didn't. <laughs> and so, I, I almost got that for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very into that right now. I'm looking forward to getting into it, because, uh, it's not Shonen Jump. It's, uh, the same publisher that does, like, Sailor Moon and Chobits and all that mm. shit. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The art is amazing. And then I'll watch that Netflix anime they came out with. So I'm just waiting on you, Yu Hakusho. Dude, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Hunter x Hunter. Just, just make a new anime for yeah. Yu Hakusho. Like, well, it's funny because Yu Hakusho starts off and it's such a fucking funny, like, goofy show. Yeah. And then it gets, like, real fucking serious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I remember watching the first few episodes and I'm like... Because all I hear about is how fucking great the show is, how great the battles are. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit I'm watching? And I get through it and I go, I get it now. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's very much... Cl- it's clearly by the Hunter Hunter guy mm-hmm. at first. And then it goes into, like, super serious territory. Apparently, Hunter Hunter does the same thing. So, at some point, I will watch Hunter Hunter. But My thing I is, like, from the time period that it's from, it was up alongside Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon, both of which have had insane amounts of sequel content, movies, reanimated... All this shit and Yu Yu Hakusho is just left in the dust. Yeah. They're fine with merchandising it. They'll make you 50 different t-shirts and pops and all this stuff. But they're not going to make you a movie or any kind yeah. of anime. And that's just whack. Yeah. Maybe Netflix will buy it and do a uh, live action version. I don't. <laughs> if, I, if I... No, don't. I'm Zac Efron Yusuke Urameshi. I saw a thing where someone goes, give someone on the two best friends subreddit post things that, all right, I know we, I know we all hate it, but fuck it. Give me your best whitewashed, uh, actor you'd want to play a game. And someone said, Paul Rudd is Kiryu. Okay. And, <laughs> and no, the thing is they had Paul Rudd wearing a white suit with a red tie, like a red thing. And I'm like, okay, but why does he look like Kiryu? Like, why does he look like white <laughs> Kiryu? And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Gimme. Who would, who would you who would you get to be Majima like a crazy fucker like uh, couldn't be Mark Hamill because he's too old now but let me think about that. Speak while he's speaking of that though, audience a good if you want a good laugh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't think about that. No, um, or Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, that would be great yeah. too. Um, no, if you want to want a really fun like five minutes, go on YouTube and look up Yakuza One, uh, like. English dub moments, it's a fucking treat. I have you ever seen these? 
I think you showed me a couple of them once. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you after this podcast again because it's oh it's so good, but uh, yeah it's oh, it's such a dude it's almost a fucking nightmare because <laughs> it's it's very clearly like oh that's some early 2000s budget right there mm-hmm. some like early Final Fantasy English dubbing. Damn. Yeah, it's bad, but um, I thought we could probably do like our, our best of categories now. Uh, let's actually get our, get our way out. I have some categories that we can talk about um, that we actually could, that we know, I think we can narrow it down a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say let's do like best racing, but I feel like we're the only one we both of us played is Forza. Yeah, and I didn't even play that one. Yeah, so we're not really going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not going to do too much, but I did want to do something like, uh, what's the most, what do you think is the most anticipated of next year for you? Horizon. Yeah. Like hands down. Like, uh, I've, I, I've talked at length about how much I love the first one and snubbed it for Zelda along with the rest of the human population. I was going to say everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think I snubbed it twice for, I don't remember my, my storyline with that game. I, th- I think you did because I think I remember us talking about it and you were like, I'm going to play it. And then something with Zelda happened and you were like, Oh, I'm back to Zelda. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that by far most anticipated. I'm going to. I'm going to go through Horizon Zero Dawn again before this one because I really want to, like, I want to appreciate it again. Because, like, again, I've played it and I like it, but I, I didn't appreciate it. So, like, everybody's hyped for the next game. And for me, it was like, yeah, I mean, sequel, cool. Yeah. I want to play it and, like, give it the time it deserves and then be like, okay, now I'm hyped for the sequel. Because I'm hyped as shit for God of War. Because mm-hmm. that was my game of the year, the, the year one game of the year. I was hyped for that game. was so fucking good. And I was just so happy to see Red Dead lose. Uh, but, like, God of War is so fucking good, dude. It's so good. And I'm so hyped for Ragnarok because Boy is now teen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dad of War is going to be even more Dad of War. Yeah. But this time we might get to fight Thor and shit. So I'm, I'm down for that. Hell yeah. But who knows because we might get to see Ragnarok happen. So I'm like, I'm kind of cool with how they do the Norse mythology in this game. That's true. But real, realistically, that. I think mine is Starfield. It's it's really been a minute since I've like got a new Bethesda because like the amount it was kind of cool getting into these games after they came out because I got to kind of experience them like pretty close to each other. So it's like I played Oblivion, this is great. I played Skyrim, this is even better. I played Fallout Three, oh, this is great. New Vegas, Fallout Four, like I experienced these games pretty close together, mm-hmm. and then now it's been years. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting. Now we're just like those OG Bethesda fans that we were hearing about when we were on the 360. Yeah, and so I'm like so hyped for for Starfield because it's, it's the first new Bethesda game in like years. I don't count 76. I'm and, becoming uh, more excited for it the closer that we get to it. I just feel like there's no point in being excited. Alright, so we're back. Uh, I think my, as I said before, my computer finally said I'm sick of this shit mm-hmm. and stopped recording. Yeah, so we're back now. Uh, we were, <laughs> so what you heard us talk about was Starfield's our most anticipated game. BJ's was Horizon, mine was Starfield. Um, I talked about God of War and yeah, so we're we're now gonna, we're, you're gonna say what the best RPG is. Mm-hmm. And I, I brought up Tales of Horizon, and Shin Megami Tensei Five. And Cyberpunk, which I which, quickly denied. Yeah, we, I, well, I said, do you want to? And he's like, no. So I, I'd actually put, I would, I know it's not going to win, but I'm because I played it this year and most of its content came out this year, I'd say Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
I think is a good kind of nomination where it's like, this is, it was a pretty good Viking RPG. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not you want to start complaining about whether it's an Assassin's Creed game or not and all the whole that thing, sure. But as an RPG, it's a very long one. It's very fun. Combat's engaging. The level up system is kind of bad, but I had fun with it. I'm still having fun with it. Uh, I haven't even gotten to the DLC yet, so I'll let you know how that feels once I play those. But yeah, I'd, I'd say those are probably the biggest ones, unless there's others we forgot to mention. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's been on my mind. I played a ton of SMT5. I'm still working through it. Um, I I know this is going to piss a lot of fanboys off, but I love it way more than 3. Um, and I also hate every Shin Megami Tensei fan uh, because they're assholes. Yeah. And they will wait 20 years for a game. And then when it comes out, they'll play it for 300 hours and be like, actually, the old one was better. It's like, fuck off. That's that's me with most Assassin's Creed fans, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, they will they will sit the time and they'll talk about the what they liked about the this this game. Not Odyssey. I feel like a lot of old school fans hate Odyssey, but like Valhalla, it's so funny because like it, it feels like they're really reaching to find something to compliment on the game. Mm-hmm. So going, well, the Hidden Blade's back. And I'm like... Yeah, and I really like this arc that was really about Assassin's Creed again, and it was you know fighting Templars and doing this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And then like, the rest of the game is shit though, and I'm just like, okay. And then you go to like where they talk about the Ezio trilogy, which the Ezio trilogy are great. Do not yeah, get me wrong. Of course, they are actually phenomenal games. Personally, Black Flag's my favorite, but I'm also a fucking dork who looks pirates i mean th- that's true but also everyone that i talk to about assassin's creed says that four is their favorite yeah so <laughs> so yeah to me it's like four i think is just the best overall but anyway it's the same like f- like super fans of any genre tend to be the worst that's true because like c- star wars fans especially because they're they're not just super fans of star wars you're either a prequel fan sequel fan og trilogy fan extended canon fan legends fan like you, there's so many different fans you can be, or you can be a fan of the Clone Wars, like, and then that's your Star Wars, mm-hmm. and that makes that more special to you. Whereas everybody else shits on the other ones. Yeah. Like if you're an OG trilogy fan, you hate everything else. True. If you're a sequel trilogy fan, everything else is not as woke anymore, and and they really did a lot of cool new well representation, and and all they're trying different storylines. You're a prequel fan, you just kind of like fun. You don't really care about. Critical, you probably like you know the the OG trilogy. You might like, might dislike the the sequels. Probably like the Clone Wars quite a probably bit. Probably like the Clone Wars a lot because it actually gave your characters characterizations. Um, but yeah, like it, super fans of anything are bad. Yeah, at, at this point with Star Wars, I'm just a Mando boy. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's gonna so be so excited for that one. They put him in Fortnite recently. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Who's the deadliest bounty hunter in the galaxy? His his glider kind of sucks because it's his ship and it covers up the whole top part of the screen. For real? Yeah, because it's like it flips forward, so all you can see is like the ass end of his ship, and it's like well, it, isn't it is is it like flying like it's supposed to, or is it like it's it's like it comes up like the way it's supposed to fly instead of being like where it's landed, like so the boosters fire out the back. I kind of like that though. It's it's how I mean, his it's, ship flies. It's awesome, but like. It makes it hard to land if you're trying to hit a specific spot because you're like, I cannot see anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I want to do this because I figured this would be interesting. Who is there a content creator you watch like on YouTube uh, that like you actually really got into this year that you're like, yeah, that's actually something I'm into. 
Yeah, um, I watch, I mean, pretty much every day I watch Spawn Wave, uh, with his little news stories every morning. Um, but the one that I watch the most often, and I can just put on repeat for hours and just play different compilations and videos is Oni Plays. Like, their, their humor has always resonated with me, and this year I've just, like, amped up how much I've watched of them. So, have you, have you seen the N-Word compilations? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one yet, but I'll have to watch that tonight. It It is very much like you're going, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean on that one. Oni plays, especially, like, I love the Ding Dong and Julian era, but there's something about Tomar, Chris, and Lyle, and, yeah. uh, and Psychic Pebbles that just is like, Jesus Christ. Whenever it's just Chris, Psychic Pebbles, and Tomar, that's like my favorite shit. For me, Lyle's probably like, and just because I watched Lyle like way back in the day, like early YouTube shit, when he did like machinima content, Mm. but like Lyle's, his humor gets me, and like, (laughs) just anytime, Zach and Lyle, I've been like old friends for years, so I feel like their humor just works really well, but Tomar is just fun. I love that he's like the butt of the jokes a lot. (laughs) Yeah, they, they, there was this one. I can't remember which playthrough it was on, but um, Chris was like, that's racist. And then Zach, Tomar's not even part of the conversation. Zach just goes, yeah, Tomar. <laughs> I love, one of my favorite was, hey, I'm, hey Tomar, I'm, I'm going to make you a theme song. Tomar. 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 <laughs> and I think, what was, was Lyle there too? Was he trying to like harmonize? Like so, Somebody tried to harmonize with it and it was the worst shit I've heard. <laughs> but it was so funny. No, yeah. Only plays up there. For me, it's been uh, Last Stand Media. They've been kind of a big podcast, like news people. Uh, mainly because they have dedicated podcasts to both Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to get kind of a wide variety. And on their like supplemental ones, like... Like just recently, they put a, uh, they did an episode with this guy who's like seventy two years old and has been gaming since Pong. Damn. And it, it's it. I cannot wait to listen to that to hear like what he thinks about gaming over the years because mm-hmm. he still plays games. And I'm like, I want to hear everything he says about the shit. And so like that kind of stuff. Plus like they're they're more about like topics. Like there's topics I wouldn't even think about. Like they talked they talked about PlayStation strategic alliances with this company who's a live streaming company and what does that mean for the future of PlayStation and not just oh it's PlayStation game good like right. they actually like break down like the history of PlayStation like Colin uh, Colin is the guy who runs it he's a huge PlayStation fanboy so he's been in the trenches he used to work for IGN he reviewed games there like he he's kind of been in the trenches with like PlayStation so it's very interesting to kind of hear his takes on there uh, Mr. Maddie plays does the Xbox podcast for them, and his his buddy Cognito, who runs the Iron Lords podcast, mm. does that with him for the Xbox side of things. And theirs is a lot more like hype, kind of like Xbox history and like what they're doing. And it's very fun hearing theirs because right now X- Xbox is at a time of like excitement, right? So their podcast reflects this, and it's just really cool. Like it's really cool hearing these two polar because like Colin doesn't like doesn't really like Game Pass much because he's like it's not it's sustainable but it's not profitable and he doesn't expect it to last long right whereas you go to the the uh, the xbox podcast they they talk about how like great game pass is and how like look how look at the offer you're getting look at what like they and they did interviews with developers saying like what look what game pass did for their game it's really interesting and i, I love their content it's very thought-provoking for you know like a, a video game podcast and those are what i pretty much listen to when they come out on the week um it's 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 
a lot of the reason why I want to do this podcast in the first place. Cause like I started listening to them as we were doing the podcast mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we've structured ours is like based on like how well theirs goes. And I'm like, I kind of want to use that. That seems like a good idea. And if it doesn't work for us, we canned it. But like there's like their flow of podcasts is what I kind of aspire to be. Right. So they can go for like two to four hours and I'm not tired like I'm not burnt out. Listen, I'm, I want to keep going because the topics are long and like they're on topic. They, they're like really thought out. It's great. So yeah, last stand media, give them a shout out, give them a, or give them a listen, I guess. And then also on the funnier side, as like you said, for like Oni plays pretty much uh Smitty Blarg puffer and Grizzy and all those guys. Mm-hmm. It's Oh God. It's so funny. I've, I've shown, I've shown uh, BJ a couple of their clips and like uh, it's so good because it's just like it's it's again it's that it's that humor where you're like I shouldn't laugh at this but I'm I'm gonna laugh at this yeah but that's probably been my biggest like content creators um any other like genre or like thing you want to shout out uh let's think about this uh I mean we have to do our like definitive games of the year but I can't really think of because I know we mainly play role-playing, and you haven't played Integrate yet, so... That's true. I I, I I can't really talk about that without spoiling it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But, uh... I, th- I, th- I heard the dehumidifier out there. I thought it was my computer again. I was like, <laughs> looking at it. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we can get to the game of the year thing. I mean, we really only talked about what we wanted to talk about. This was kind of more of a rambled year interview. Um, we... I feel like we're, we, need, we need structure when we need it, but we also just kind of, like we go off on tangents you guys know this yeah but um all right i'd say let's let's take about like what are what are some of like what would you say when we we'll, let's get a pool together and then we'll, we'll we'll come up with we'll like eliminate some and whatever but i'll like you just want to fire off you you pick a game i pick a game and like get like how many should we pick for the pool uh i would say like let's do like three games each okay maybe yeah, um it's the first game you want to hype up uh, Metroid Dread. There goes one of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um. Yeah. So Metroid Dread. I'll put I'll put Resi Eight. Yeah, that's a that's a good choice. I would have definitely picked that. I'm gonna I'm gonna write these down so we have them to look at. What's another one you're gonna throw on there? Um, I'll throw up. I'll put Near on there. I had a good time with that. Metroid, Dread, Resi 8, Near, Replicant, I'll put Guardians, I think that's, that's just a phenomenal, like, surprise of a game. Let's see, are we sticking things that just came out this year? If you want to put something else in there, you can. I got to put Hades in there. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, I'll do Tales of Arise. I think that was probably the best RPG I've played this year. What are we at now? Um, Two, four, six. So okay. yeah, three each. Cool. Okay. Um, Is there anyone here? So I guess... So I, w- I want to point out all these games are great. Um... Obviously, I've played some, BJ's played some, and, like, whatever else, but of those games, which one would you say is, like, 
looking at them. So Metroid Dread, Resident Evil 8, Near Replicant, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hades, and Tales of Rise, would you like say take it out? Um well I, I I would say that three of these games sit above the other three for me mm. just initially. And that's gonna be Dread, Hades, and um what was the other one? Replicant. Resident Evil. Oh actually. Resident Evil. Okay. Uh as as I've mentioned, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Yeah. And this game gave me hope that they can actually remake four and not fuck it up. Um, so there's there's a lot to be said there. But like like I said in my year in review, I spent a whole fucking day doing nothing but playing Hades. And I loved every second of that day. So I I think Hades has to be my number one. It's it yeah. I for me, I it's really coming down to honestly either Guardians or Metroid. Because Guardians shocked me so much that I'm like, I care about these characters. Like I didn't like I'm gonna be real, when I got the game, I was like, Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a fun action RPG probably and I'll I'll like it for what it is, but then you know, after Avengers I wasn't expecting much. And then I'm like, nothing can really top James Gunn for me. Yeah, that's true. This game has that feeling of where I'm not I think they did these characters justice. Not on the same level as like Marvel Spider-Man, mind you. But I definitely looked at Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, yeah, this is uh this is up there, but I honestly I think I'm going to give it to Metroid Dread for me. Because Metroid Dread came out of nowhere and just said fuck the competition. Mm-hmm. And that became like the game I thought. Like when I think of 2021, Metroid Dread is the game. So, yeah, it it was fantastic and it was so out of left field for everyone that it well I like because yeah, all of us are going like okay when's Prime 4 coming out and they go haha JK here's Metroid 5 and it's like I'm sorry what yeah and and then yeah calling it Dread anyone who's known anything about Nintendo leaks and shit that's been like the, the rumored like oh this is the next Metroid game for a and, long time and then time. they finally went okay it's a thing we promise and getting Mercury Steam to do it, who's done like I think they did Samus Returns, the the remake on the 3DS, and they did the Castlevania 3DS game as well. Mm-hmm. So these guys kind of understand what a Metroidvania game is, and Dread kills it. So yeah, I think it was for me, an incredible experience. I think for me, it'd be Dread. So I mean, we can have two games of the year. Personally, I think it's fine. So you want to you want to rock Hades? I'll rock Dread. Yeah. All right. So there you have it, folks. We have two games of the year for a side quest. Uh, I guess if if we have to give it one that comes came out this year, it'd be, it dread. be dread. Yeah, for but sure. BJ's personal and my personal will be different. Where it's he's got Hades, I got Dread. Because BJ played Hades this year. Yeah. At my behest, how many times did I tell you how to fucking play that game? There's a lot. Like it was just like, dude, play it. You'll and like it. It wasn't just dude, you. Play it. You'll like it. Well, yeah, but like I'm the one who got to put you on on mic and say play it. Yeah. So that's true. But it's yeah, it's great. Hades is phenomenal. I want to replay it again. Uh, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I've done everything in that game. Mm. But also, it's just really fun to just replay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. So, yeah. Metroid Dread and Hades. Definitely, the I'd say, some of the best games. Uh, Metroid Dread the best game this year, but Hades probably one of the best experiences this year. Yeah. But, hey, For you sure. know what? We'll say it, it physically came out this year, so it counts. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> it came out on the Switch physically this year, so we're good. Hell yeah. Game Pass this year, too. So, we're fine. It, it counts. Technicalities, baby. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's I that's pretty much been our year. I mean, a lot of anime, video games, movies, more shit. I mean, if we're we're gonna still be working on this podcast, we're not at yet a like a final product yet. Mm-hmm. Like BJ said, I mean, mainly it was because we were on you know Final Fantasy VII, but we're still on our side quests. Right. Once we figure out the main quest, we'll 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 get back to you guys. But we're gonna figure something out, whether it be with cameras and whatever else get some tiktoks up there do some like youtube vlogs or something i don't know we'll figure something out but yeah thank you guys for listening thanks for another year or for i guess 2021 being like kind of the the year for us yeah let's let's kill it next year let's keep doing it because i'm all in for this i I love this podcast i love doing it every week um it's definitely been a positive for me definitely like my brain like i i have a hard problem with like getting super into something and then dipping out because mm-hmm. I burn myself out on it, that this podcast has been a perfect, like consistent thing for me. It's, yeah. been, it's definitely been a, a, a plus in my mental health. Same. So anything else you want to say for the end of the year? Um, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you at the start of the next year. Um, we'll have... Hopefully a good podcast. Uh, we might we might take a break. We'll see how drunk we are for New Year's. Yeah. Um. But we'll we'll pro- I'll probably have the next Kingdom Hearts podcast up soon as well, uh, because Landon actually asked about it. So <laughs> that'll probably be up, and then we'll we'll probably film that last one. Uh, because we got to get through three and Melody Memory and the yeah. mobile game. That's true. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>